So when you are constantly waiting for the right moment to allow yourself to feel happy, you will never be able to feel happy, right? Because if you can't be happy with what you presently have, you can't possibly have the capabilities to be happy with what you will have in time to come. Hey beautiful people and welcome back to the Good Life Podcast with me, Noor. I hope you're doing good so far. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us today, week after week, tuning in to the channel. We're genuinely so happy and grateful for all the love and support we've gotten from you. So, you know, keep sharing them with your loved ones and let's continue to build this conscious community of love and support for one another because every one of your effort matters. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about one of the most you know common things that I feel it's on people's wish list for their lives and that's happiness, right? I would say pretty much everyone wants to be happy and live a quote and unquote good life, whatever that means to you. I've not personally come across anyone who has said that they do not yearn for happiness and that they just want to live a miserable life. You know, while being happy is certainly not the only goal in life, but it is the foundation to a good life. So what is this definition of happiness we keep so wanting to strive towards? You know, what does it feel like? What does it look like? Is there really an answer to what being happy is? And, you know, when someone asks you if you are being happy, what exactly is being asked? And what do you say to that? Is happiness the same as contentment? Is happiness the same as joy? Is happiness the same as positivity? How long does happiness actually last? And how do you know that you know, it has left you and it's time for you to have it back again. In a quote by Helen Keller, happiness is not a goal. It's a byproduct of a life well lived. Paolo Coelho wrote in The Alchemist, if you can concentrate always on the present, you will be a happy man. And then there is Aristotle. Happiness is the settling of the soul in the most appropriate spot. So, you know, which one is it? You know, there are so many definitions we hear from people on what is being said about happiness, making us form those beliefs we have about happiness. So, how do you define happiness? Well, you know, most would say that it's a feeling, right? It's either they feel happy or they don't. And, you know, that's it. But it is no fun if we just stop there, right? So, you know, let's take a deeper look at this. And, you know, this is going to take a little bit of intellect and openness on your part to work through these concepts because, you know, there are many layers to understanding what is happiness and getting it working for your own life. Because happiness is such a fluid, generic term, just like the word love. It is something we hear often tossed around in conversations. You know, the movies we see, the songs we hear, to the point that it can get really vague in our minds on what it really is, losing sight on anything real. So, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. 
clarifying definitions in my mind in terms of what is happiness, really. I'm not saying that my definitions are the only ones and it's fixed because I personally believe that there is no straightforward and one-size-fits-all sort of definition of what being happy is. But with that said, I personally believe that it is important for you to figure out your basis of being happy. It is important for you to figure out your definition of being happy and seeing whether it is something that is really working for you. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the way you go about being happy in your own life goes back to your understanding of what happiness implies. You know, if you have been feeling that something is just feeling off within, you know, something's missing, if you are out there looking for something more, asking yourself what more is there to life, then, you know, continue listening on because I'm going to be sharing with you the missing puzzle pieces through debunking some of the myths you typically hear about happiness, you know, to help you navigate yourself towards redefining happiness and living your best life. So myth number one, having success leads to happiness. In a quote by Dale Carnegie, an American writer and lecturer, he says that success is getting what you want and happiness is wanting what you get. So, you know, this is such a brilliant quote that puts into perspective the difference between success and happiness and showing the relationship between the two. So what the quote implies is that when you can succeed in achieving what you want, then you can consider that as successful. But it does not necessarily imply that when you are successful, right, when you get what you want, you will automatically be happy about the success. A case in point would be, you know, the millionaires, the billionaires, the ones who seem to have it all, right, to have all the riches in the world, the CEOs, people who have reached the pinnacle of whatever they would have wanted to accomplish in their own lives. So, in that sense, they have become successful. But the thing is that, you know, some still do lead miserable lives. Have you ever wondered why is that so, right? They are depressed. They are not happy even though they have achieved and attained everything they have ever wanted. So, you know, this further affirms the fact that it should not be implied or assumed that happiness is part of that process of achieving something. Right, You might experience some joy initially in achieving those achievements, but happiness is not some permanent byproduct that will come from an achievement or from that success. So what is happiness then? A common school of thought is where happiness is seen as a decision, not a condition. Right, It is a choice you make to become content with what you have and what you get. Setting your intention to be happy is a lifelong choice in practice. You don't have to be satisfied per se, but you can be okay with where you are right now and concurrently strive towards more, you know, towards achieving your goals. So think about that example, you know, compared to the common mindset that people would have of if and only if I achieve my goals. If and only if I am successful, will I then feel happy about myself and life? So, when you are constantly waiting for the right moment to allow yourself to feel happy, 
you will never be able to feel happy, right? Because if you can't be happy with what you presently have, you can't possibly have the capabilities to be happy with what you will have in time to come. So it is about achieving happiness and that happy state now as you set out on your path to be successful. One of the most simplest and most profound ways I feel that we can align with you know, loving perceptions each day is to practice setting an intention every morning when we wake up, right? So the intention can be very simple. As simple as saying, I choose happiness. And I want you to try to feel those words that you say to yourself. And I would like to add a caveat to this, right? You know, there's some concept of choosing happiness. Happiness being a disposition of the mind and not a condition of circumstances. This is something that would be great if you aren't, you know, personally going through a mental health condition, right? But if you or your loved one is being weighed down by a mental health condition such as depression, and as much as people can tell you to choose happiness, it can be exceptionally challenging to practice this, right? Because as much as you want to force yourself to be happy, you will find that at times you just can't. You know, but with that said, it is possible to embrace those precious moments when happiness does present itself. And the way to do this is through looking for the little things in life. You know, sometimes even tiny things can generate a moment of feeling happy, a moment of truly touching your soul. Sometimes it's enough to have something that generates a brief smile. You know, when living in a pit of darkness, a brief moment can bring about a pleasant feeling of relief. And, you know, it is in those moments that can really push you up, you know, in your mood scale helping you one step at a time. And, you know, I feel that it's really important for you to know that happiness can in fact coexist with your mental health condition. Because, you know, mental health, right, your mental health condition like depression, you know, just like other mood disorders like anxiety, um, personality, eating and substance use disorders is a health condition, whereas happiness is an emotional state. Right, so both exist on the different sides of the spectrum. Myth number two, happiness is pleasure. So when people talk about happiness, most of the time they're actually referring to pleasure, not so much happiness. People often confuse what makes them happy with what brings them pleasure. Um, you know, on the surface, it seems like a fairly obvious observation. Right, of course, you know, happiness and pleasure are two different things, but yet we are often prone in you know, confusing the two. So most people end up being unhappy with their own lives because they associate their happiness to pleasurable experiences. They assume that the activities they are doing for themselves are in fact activities that bring about authentic happiness within, but it's actually not. So, let me explain by defining pleasure. The experience of pleasure is dependent upon circumstance, you know, on a specific location or moment in time, driven by the sensations you feel. 
It could be you enjoying the warmth under your blanket on a cold day. It could be you experiencing a sensation of pleasure when you eat a delicious slice of chocolate cake. It could be you listening to your favorite music or reading your favorite book or daydreaming or, you know, feeling the pleasant breeze on your skin or even doing something that you love, you know, like working out or drawing. So pleasure is something that often does not last long. You will enjoy the pleasure you experience until a certain point, until you need to actually stop. You know, for example, you might eat chocolate and enjoy it, but you know, after a few pieces of chocolate, you feel like, you know, you cannot eat any more of it. You know, you can't possibly force yourself to continue eating it, right? At some point, you will need to stop and move on doing other tasks in your life. So as soon as you have to abandon eating that chocolate, the feelings of pleasure will also dissipate. And as you can see, all pleasure is time limited. And the emotions you feel during you know, pleasurable experiences are active only during those moments you are indulging in that pleasurable experience. But in happiness, it may sound similar, but it has its differences. Happiness is an inner sensation. Everyone seems to want to seek and pursue happiness, making it seem like, you know, some external thing that they need to achieve. When actually, if we were to describe it, right, it is actually that search for inner peace, inner calmness, and freedom from that non-stop thinking, freedom from, you know, all the thoughts, the desires, the doubts, fears and expectations. True authentic happiness relates more to the mind and heart. Happiness that depends mainly on physical pleasures is unstable and unsustainable. Right? Yes, it feels good. Yes, you know, you do need to have and feel those moments of pleasures in life because pleasure is a gift, a prized thread that is woven into the tapestry of happiness. But pleasure should not define your happiness because the thing with pleasure is, is that, you know, one day it's there, the next day it may not be. So when you equate pleasure with happiness, when that pleasurable thing is gone, so does your happiness. So, you know, the whole purpose of bringing up this point of you know, the difference between happiness and pleasure is I would like to invite you to evaluate the activities and pleasures in your life that you have categorized as one that brings you happiness. One great litmus test to distinguish pleasure from happiness is to have this in mind. If something is truly a source of happiness, what will happen is that the more you do of it, the happier you will become. So, you know, in the case of eating more of that chocolate cake, you know, spending more time on your phone, watching more of Netflix. So do all of those truly make you happy the more you consume it? And the answer is no. I mean, sure, you know, those things might be pleasurable, right? But after a while and in excess of it, they actually lose their appeal and become somewhat neutral or even unpleasant. So that simple question of is this something that would bring me happiness or pleasure 
can be a very powerful tool in helping you skillfully conduct all areas of your life, you know, such as the decision to further indulge in that third piece of chocolate cake or whether to participate in self-harm activities you know, such as drugs, cutting yourself, getting yourself involved in promiscuity, getting involved in toxic and unhealthy relationships. So this puts a whole new slant on things because when you make that conscious decision to do things that bring about authentic happiness, when you make it your life mission to seek happiness in life, even if you are caught in a less than um, you know, desired state or environment, those challenges will seem more bearable to go through. And it is easier to give up the things that are ultimately harmful to you, even if those things bring you momentary pleasure. So the underlying sense of moving toward happiness can have a very profound effect. It makes you more receptive and more open to the joy of living. Myth number three, happiness is the need to have things all under control and to go according to what I have planned. So most of us have this need right, to control every aspect of our lives, wanting to know every detail on how things need to turn out. Most of us don't know what this term surrender really means. Surrender is the opposite of the way many of us have been conditioned to operate in the majority of our lives, right? Where we attempt to control outcomes and situations and to make things happen. Surrender occurs when we release our need to control things and instead choose to place a higher level of trust and faith in the process of life. So when we tap into this relaxed energy, we allow that which we desire to flow to us in this miraculous way, right? So the job, the relationship, our healing process, or whatever we are envisioning and desiring for our own lives is all on its way. And when we surrender our plans for the timeline, after putting in you know, our effort, we allow an even bigger and better outcome to take place. When we are not fearfully boxing ourselves in, we are able to fearlessly say yes to limitless opportunities for growth and happiness to actually enter our lives, right? So this allows us to breathe a sigh of relief, trusting and knowing that everything is unfolding in, in perfect divine timing and that the only work we need to do is to get out of our own way and let life happen. Myth number four, the normal state for humans is the happy state. So there is a huge happiness and positive thinking industry estimated to be worth $11 billion a year, which has helped you know, to create this fantasy that we need to have a sustained amount of happiness throughout our life, right? We seem to have created a culture that assumes happiness to be the normal, healthy human condition and any deviations from the blissful path, you know, such as sadness, anxiety and disappointment, they are treated as illnesses in search of an urgent cure. The thing is, human beings are not designed to be consistently happy or even consistently content. Instead, we are designed primarily to survive and reproduce like every other creature in the natural world. 
So if you have been conditioned that you know any degree of pain is considered abnormal or pathological, it will only foster feelings of inadequacy, shame, and frustration within. So if you are unhappy at times, you know, this is not a shortcoming that demands urgent repair. In fact, this fluctuation you experience is what makes you human, right? Striving for a happy life is one thing, but striving to feel happy all the time is completely unrealistic, right? And if you do have that goal for yourself, you will end up with nothing but feeling disappointment within. So... It is about being flexible and open to your emotional experiences and the ability to tolerate those periods of discomfort, to sit in the discomfort, right? Which can allow you to move towards a richer and more meaningful existence because feeling happy is a transient state. But living a happier life is about that individual growth through finding your purpose in life, you know, accepting your humanity with all of its ups and downs, enjoying the positive emotions, and harnessing painful feelings in order to reach your fullest and best potential. Myth number five, for every happy moment I experience, something bad will happen after that. So do you feel guilty or uneasy immersing in happy moments? For fear that with every happy moment experienced, it will be followed by a negative experience. It might be due to you experiencing something good, you know, like a job promotion, getting pregnant, or finally being in a healthy relationship. But then, you know, tragedy often strikes following those good news and experiences, like disappointment, betrayal, or a sudden death. So you find yourself beginning with happiness and often ending in deep sorrow and disappointment. While not all good days ended with something bad happening, but somehow you managed to convince yourself that it had happened that way enough times to teach you that if you had a happy and joyous time, it will most definitely be followed by something bad that unravels it. Or, you know, you This could go all the way back to your childhood, right? Where someone you may have deeply loved and admired was unhappy in their own lives. So their sorrow moved you profoundly and led you to identify with them and stay with them under the canopy of grief and sadness. So you could have grown up associating happiness with being disloyal to the people around you and being anxious and panicky as the default state that you are in, right? So this fear of happiness is real. It might be hard to wrap one's mind around the idea that a person could be afraid to be happy, but it's true and it's real. And for many of us, however, we may have developed a fear of happiness, but we might not actually consciously recognize it, right? Because, you know, living that non-happy life seems like a happy life to us. And so we continue living life thinking that the leading symptom of understanding the world intelligently must be sadness. So that's the lens that we have learned to see the world that we are in, the sadness lens. Because, you know, the notion of a happy life to one who has the fear of happiness equates happiness to the possibility 
of you know triggering ambivalence and fear. In order for you to acclimatize yourself to happiness, you need to allow yourself to return to the past and unpack how you have learned to use anxiety as a defensive strategy to protect yourself against other threats that you were too young um, and too easily overwhelmed to even answer. Right, basically, to understand what your anxiety is trying to tell you, and confronting certain fears and assumptions that you have about how you should act when it comes to achieving happiness. And with that, I hope it gave you better clarity and you know direction and even a starting point in redefining what happiness means to you, not to others but to you. And do take your time to digest the information and explore this beautiful journey of what this means to you, because living your best life, living a great and fulfilling life, starts with defining happiness for yourself. Let me know your thoughts on this episode. You can either drop me a DM on my Instagram or on the Good Life Podcast page as well. You know we would love to hear them. And as usual, here's leaving you with a quote to ponder upon. Of the millions of things you don't understand, may today be the day you embrace the unplanned and find new moments, not only new things, but space to slow down and room to breathe. So thank you so much for listening all the way through. Um, you know, we truly do appreciate your time investing week after week in your learning. So please don't forget to follow our Instagram, the Good Life underscore podcast, where you will get updates on new episode releases and amazing life quotes to motivate you on a daily basis. Share this episode with your loved ones to spread the message of love and support for one another. In the meantime, be bold. Be beautiful and stay the amazing thing that you are. Take care of you.